Well, well, today we are talking all about the B word, boundaries. Yes, we're going to dig into the meaning of boundaries. There are actually five types of boundaries, according to something, of course, that I Googled because I want to be able to make sure I'm articulating it correctly to you, but it makes sense. So I'm going to share that with you. And then also we're going to dig into a few examples of how you can set some not just boundaries with other people, I really want you to focus on setting boundaries for yourself. Hey girl, hey, welcome to The Beautiful Shift, where we rediscover who you are outside of motherhood and create a balanced life full of purpose. I'm your host, Sarah, wife, mom, friend, and life coach. I know what it's like to wonder who you even are anymore and what happened to those dreams and desires before kids. Let's embark on this journey together to rediscovering you in this new season using tactical steps and small shifts that bring out that confident, sassy, and driven goal crusher that's ready to live on purpose and by design. Go grab that coffee, yank up your high-waisted leggings, and girl, let's do this. So I want to start with what the definition of a boundary is. So according to Oxford languages, the definition is a line that marks the limits of an area or a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. Okay, this is not exactly like my favorite definition. Um, Another one in dictionary.com is something that indicates bounds or limits. Okay, so the reoccurring word here is limits. All right. Now, the reason I give you definitions is because if you're anything like me at all, right, there's things that I know in my brain, I understand, but I also don't know how to sometimes communicate it or I want to understand it on a deeper level so that I can make sure that I am basically getting the most out of that concept, depending on what it is, right? Okay. So for boundaries, There's so many different things you can Google for boundaries, all right? And I kind of just did a search just to see what would pop up. And really, the boundaries that I want to talk about today, one, are going to be more so for yourself, okay? Boundaries with for yourself. And I'm only going to talk about three. Now, if you search on Google, I I would love for you to do that and just kind of check out the different types of boundaries. I think it's really fascinating. But let's take a look at the three boundaries. Okay, so there's physical boundaries. There's emotional boundaries and there's time boundaries. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, probably my favorite, if I were to list these, would be time, time boundaries. And then I would say emotional is next. And then physical is probably my last one. Um, Just because it is harder, in my opinion, and this is just from what I've experienced, to have time boundaries with myself. And then also I have to be super intentional about my emotional boundaries. But physical boundaries are usually easier to kind of manage because they're physical boundaries, right? So they're physical limits. So if you keep yourself out of certain situations, it's just going to put you in that place of being able to keep that boundary, right? Let's talk about time boundaries. Time boundaries is so important for you. Why? Well, I'll give you a clear example. I never had a boundary for how much I was on my phone. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about how much you're on your phone throughout the day or how much actual time you are 
in your screen, in your phone. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, I have um, Voxer conversations with my friends. I have um, texting conversations with people, you know, stuff like connection time. I don't actually, I don't want to say I don't count it, but I do consider that as being part of, okay, my screen time is going to have numbers that include the time that I'm spending communicating with people, which to me is not a bad thing. All right. So we need that. But when it comes to things like how much time am I spending on Facebook? Do you actually know? I didn't know. I didn't know for a long time. In fact, years. For years, I had no idea how much I was spending on Facebook. Now we have this really cool option on our phones now. I'm pretty sure every phone has it, every smartphone, where it actually will give you a weekly report of how much average screen time per day you're spending and on what applications. And guess what? You can put timers. So I've actually applied a boundary to my life personally, and that is putting a timer on Facebook for how much I'm in Facebook a day, okay? This is super important to me because number one, I don't wanna be scrolling. Have you ever been in the middle of scrolling and you stop and just ask yourself like, oh my gosh, what am I even doing? What is the point of me scrolling right now? What am I trying to achieve with scrolling? Ask yourself that. I would, I would love to challenge you to do that because I had to go through this where I had to get really intentional with the questions I would ask myself in my own head. Maybe that sounds a little crazy, but literally I would ask myself when I would be scrolling at some point because I kept asking myself this question in my head, it would trigger, uh, hey Sarah, what are you doing? And why are you on Facebook right now? Now, I personally enjoy social media for the aspect of, I love that it gives me the opportunity to stay connected with people and to be able to see snippets of people's lives or I happen to have a very positive feed on my Facebook so I never get stressed out or I'm never like, oh my gosh, you know, I've just developed that over the past couple of years of really filtering out the people that I'm just like, "Mm, don't want to be following you or maybe I need to unfriend you, okay? Here we go with some more boundaries with people. But yeah, that's something that I had to establish. So now, you know, I enjoy social media, but I also don't want to be in it all the time because what is it going to do? It's going to suck my time away. All right, it is so easy for Facebook or maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's Clubhouse. Guys, I had to, um, actually it was kind of unintentional. I had to get off Clubhouse because I would literally find myself on there for hours a day, hours Okay, and this is the thing. I'm not saying that we can't take these really cool advances in technology and apps and all the things that we're able to do with, you know, Facebook, social media in general, um, Clubhouse, whatever it is, you know, whatever apps you're using on your phone, right? We can't, we can take these and use them for purposeful good things, okay? Or we can let it suck away our life and our time. If you're anything like me, you're busy, okay? In fact, I don't know if I've ever met anybody that's like, oh, I'm just not busy. Like, no, we're all busy. No matter what phase of life you're in, you're some type of busy, okay? But question is, what does busy mean? Are you spending three hours a day on Facebook? Do you even know how much time you're spending on Facebook? Have you ever opened up your um, whatever it is, the tracker or what? I don't know what they call it in the phone. But have you ever looked up the statistic and evaluated like, oh, how many hours a day am I on my phone, number one? Number two, what apps am I in? What is using my time? Now, for my business, my activewear business, I do use Facebook, okay? So something I'm using on purpose, you know, it's very specific, it's for my business, 
but that also doesn't mean I need to be on there three hours a day. So I had to put a personal time boundary for myself. And in order to hold myself accountable, okay, we talked about this in a previous episode, right? So there's the thing, the goal that you want to accomplish. Okay, well, now there needs to be some type of strategic plan to obtain that goal or the thing. And then there needs to be accountability attached to that somehow. Maybe, you know, maybe you don't need accountability, but I guarantee you the majority of you do. Okay. Or even reminders, whatever you want to call it. There's accountability and reminders. I feel like we all need both. That's just me, but I'm telling you ever since I implemented accountability and reminders into my life for all the things, because I have a squirrel brain, which I'm okay with. My brain just goes 5 million different directions in about half a millisecond. And that's okay. I've learned to work with it. And I've learned to do things that are going to keep me productive and keep me on the right track. Okay. But anyways, I'm going to give you a really quick funny laugh. All right. I literally had to stop this recording and go back and listen to the last hmm, like 30, 45 seconds because I literally lost track of where I was at. (laughs) Okay. So just want to give you a little like view into my head, which is... Kind of sometimes I get distracted, I go off on bunny trails, you know, and I have to, I have to do things to like really stay focused. All right. But I'm good with that. Like that's just how I function and that's okay. We work with it and we, we pivot and we change things and we try things. And if it doesn't work yet, try something else. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so back to the point, we need to give ourselves these boundaries. And for Facebook, for me, it was number one, getting a weekly report. I get it every Sunday of how much time I'm on my phone. Okay. And I have a goal kind of in my head with that. Um, I haven't 100% decided on a number yet, but I definitely know I don't want to be spending more than an hour and 15 minutes on Facebook a day. Now, I am currently in a group coaching program. So that one, obviously, I'm going to be in that group, right? I'm intentionally going into that group because there's different things we have to post for homework. There's different things we have to do. So I'm going to be on Facebook, okay? I do like to scroll a little bit every now and then, but I don't want to give myself, you know, three hours of my time to do that. Again, it's pointless. It's not benefiting me or my life at all to just scroll for three hours. Okay, so an hour and 15 minutes gives me enough time to, number one, get on there, post for my business, okay? It gives me time to get into my group coaching groups and um, or group and get in there and make sure that I'm posting homework when I should, make sure if there's any announcements or if I'm missing anything, et cetera, et cetera. And then also just to go into different groups and whether it's networking or whether it's just connecting with other people or whatever it may be. Okay, there's a different, there's a whole slew of things we could be doing on Facebook, but I try to be very intentional about it. And I set the boundary for myself. But not only did I mentally decide like, okay, this is now a boundary that I would like to implement in my life. I put a timer on my phone, guys. Did you know that your phone will literally shut down Facebook after your whatever limit has been met? So at an hour and 15 minutes. So last night when I was laying in bed at, let's see, it was like 11.15, which I should be in bed by 11. 11 11.15, honestly. I should be in bed by 11 and trying to be asleep between... 11 and 11.30. But scrolling on Facebook or being on Facebook is not going to help me wind down and go to sleep, okay? And I know a lot of you probably struggle with that, like putting your phone away. There was a time in my life where I literally had to leave my phone in the kitchen at night 
because I refused to allow it to distract me. Well, that was a boundary I had to set because my time is valuable. I want to make sure that whatever I'm giving energy to and giving my time and energy to is purposeful and either benefiting me or doing something good for me, not keeping me from being productive and doing whatever it is I need to be doing. Okay, Facebook, let me tell you. So I set that boundary for myself, okay? And I gave myself the accountability with having a timer on my phone. Guess what happened last night at 11.15ish? My phone closed out Facebook and said, you've hit your limit for the day, something, something, I don't know exactly what it says. And it closes out the app. It doesn't let me click it open again. Yes, can I go into settings and adjust it and open it back up if I really, really need to? Of course, but I'm telling you, it's gonna be a lot easier um, to not open the app if it's blocked out from you. And if you know that, wow, I've already spent an hour and 15 minutes on my phone on Facebook today. That's just on Facebook, okay? Just if I'm being really like open with you here, I spend, and you're gonna say, you're gonna say this sounds like a lot, all right? I spend anywhere from three and a half to five hours a day on my phone, according to my weekly reports that I get on Sundays. All right, so again, you have to consider, you know, we do everything on our phones, including Google searching, ordering food, I love Uber Eats, it's so bad. I love food, guys, I'm sorry. Um, Texting, calling, I really like doing Instagram reels. Okay, that's like my fun, no joke. I don't know why I enjoy doing them so much. I think they're just fun. But um, yeah, so three and a half to four and a half, well, no, three and a half to five hours a day. Now they're on my low weeks, it's only been like three and a half hours average per day, okay? On my higher weeks, it's been like five hours per day. Um, my goal, honestly, is to like ultimate goal is to get it down and chop away to where I'm on my phone less than three hours a day. This is a time boundary I've had to set for myself. I would love for you to evaluate this in your own life. Okay, where's your time going? Is it on Facebook? Is it on Instagram? Is it on Clubhouse? Do you need to put some boundaries in place for yourself? We all know we have to put boundaries for people, for other people in our lives, right? Sure, that's easy. Okay, but what about yourself? Are you putting boundaries for yourself? And and what's keeping you accountable to that? Are you just saying you want to spend less time on your phone, but you don't have a system or you don't have anything in place or any accountability or any reminders to do less of that? I mean, like these are hard questions and usually... They're not fun questions either that you have to ask yourself. But I I challenge you to ask yourself, do you know where your time's going? And what boundaries do you need to set on social media, on Netflix? Okay, do you watch a lot of, you know, in my house, we don't really have, we have a TV, but it's in the spare bedroom. We actually don't have a TV in the living room, which might sound weird, but we've just never really had one in the living room. So at least for the last seven years. Um, which by the way, that could be something you might want to consider seriously. If you are constantly watching the TV, okay. Um, how often, how much are you on the TV? Like how much screen time are you watching TV? Now I don't think there's a way, maybe the smart TVs, you can track that, but I personally, we watch TV like in movies and shows and what on our apps on our phones. And so therefore I can track it. Okay. So how much time am I spending on watching TV? How much time are you spending on Netflix, on Disney Plus? So I hope this was a little eye-opening for you. And I hope that these questions, one, 
I don't like using the word trigger, but at the same time, I feel like it's like the perfect word. I hope they trigger you a little bit and making you question like, ooh, do I even know? Well, how are you going to be better if you have no idea how much time you're spending on your phone? How, how are you going to be on your phone, quote unquote, less, but you don't know where the starting point is? You know, if you Google how much the average adult spends on their phone a day, mind you, different studies show different things, but I want to say... A few of the ones that I saw, again, you can Google this, I think averaged anywhere from like 7 to 11 hours a day. Holy smokes, guys. 7 to 11 hours a day. I was probably on my phone a lot more a year and a half ago. I was probably spending too much time on Facebook. I was probably spending too much time on Instagram or on whatever apps that I was in. Okay. Um, I, at one point I started binge watching some Netflix shows. I don't know if you guys have watched manifest, but oh my gosh. Um, I binged watch that so hard. Okay. Do you binge watch TV? (laughs) Think about how much time this is taking away from you each day. And is there a time boundary for yourself? Okay. There's nothing wrong with having downtime and watching TV or doing whatever you want and just brainless activity. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you let it consume hours of your day, my question to you is, why do you think you're not getting anything done and you feel like you have no time, but yet three, four hours of your day are going to mindless scrolling, watching TV, and maybe like YouTubing. I don't know. Okay. So I want you to think about these things. I want you to really sit with yourself, be honest with yourself. Okay. Nobody's grading you on this, but sit with yourself and write maybe journal about it okay if you don't journal you should be I'm telling you it's such a great way to clear out the mental space I've talked about this in a previous episode probably going to dig deeper into that at some point in the future all right I could talk all day about time boundaries so really quick we're going to touch up on emotional boundaries and physical boundaries okay so physical boundaries who okay so this one is kind of simple Um, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you just an example, right? Um, this one is, this definition is actually from IEmbracetherapy.com. Okay. Physical boundaries encompass touch, your personal space and your physical needs. For example, you can create limits about how or when you are touched as well as who you are comfortable touching you. You are also able to determine who is allowed into your personal space or home. Okay. This one is really good because seriously, you know, have you ever met Someone who is just like maybe too touchy or too much in your bubble, you know, and maybe their intentions aren't necessarily bad. Maybe they are. I don't know. Okay. But if let's say, and I had to deal with this um, at work, actually, this was a couple years ago, actually. So there was a, a gentleman who was just, you know, one of those like really flirty guys and just super touchy, huggy and It got to the point where I basically had to like bring it up to someone like, hey, he's a little bit too touchy-feely for me. Like he never touched me inappropriately, but he was way past my comfort zone of physical like touch. Like, listen, you're not my man. I'm married. Pretty sure my husband would not be okay with the way you're hugging me right now. Okay. And we're not friends like that. We're coworkers. So anywho, without getting into it, that was a physical boundary that I had to like set 
Now, I didn't have, at the time, I wasn't sure how to deal with it. So I just didn't have the cojones to tell him like, hey, I'm really uncomfortable with this. I had to go about it a different way and I had to talk to management and just let him know like, hey, this is something I'm uncomfortable with and I'm not sure how to deal with, okay? So sometimes we have to set some physical boundaries for people. Um, Maybe it's somebody that is, you know, close to you. Maybe it's a stranger, maybe it's a coworker, you know. So that is an example of some physical boundaries, okay? And then we're gonna talk about emotional boundaries. I kind of went backwards here, I feel like, because emotional boundaries was my second favorite, but let's dive in real quick to emotional boundaries. Okay, emotional boundaries are so important, guys. Now, emotional boundaries with yourself, okay, with others, super, super important. There really wasn't um, a definition like in a dictionary when I typed in emotional boundaries, but I did find one that I feel like explains it the right way. So emotional boundaries, learn how to separate your feelings from other people's feelings. Your feelings should not depend on other people's thoughts, feelings, or moods. In this way, an emotional boundary is, in most cases, one that you set on yourself. Okay, I like this definition or example of a definition. And now this can also be broken down in so many different ways, emotional boundaries. We can get into that all day, which we are not going to in this episode. But I will say having emotional boundaries for yourself is crucial to your emotional stability, to your mindset, okay, and your overall well-being. I'm going to give you some clear examples of emotional boundaries, okay, for yourself. Saying no, Mm, okay, refusing to take blame, expecting respect, dictating your own feelings, finding your identity outside of a relationship, accepting help, asking for space, communicating discomfort. These are some examples of emotional boundaries. You know, one big one as a parent is asking for help without feeling guilty, okay? That's another great one that I found when I started doing some research and searching emotional boundaries. And it's something that, you know, we have to learn as parents. It's like, it's okay to ask for help. Don't beat yourself up about it. You know, don't give yourself emotional turmoil because you had to ask for help, okay? I know we've heard that before, right? As parents, like, ask for help, it's okay. But a lot of times what we do is we emotionally, like, destroy ourselves inside. All right, don't do that. If you need help, you know, on whatever it is, whether it's related to parenting or related to something with your mental health or, you know, just something that you need, don't allow yourself to beat yourself up inside emotionally, Okay, and another great example of an emotional boundary that I remember having to set, and this was something I actually, um, it's been, it's adjusted, okay, so my sister and I have struggled with our relationship for many years, my younger sister, and I love her so much, and she has such a good heart, and she is an amazing woman, but there have been times in her life where she was just kind of in a bad place emotionally, mentally, you know, and I had to set certain emotional boundaries around our relationship. And this is my sister, guys. Okay. This is something that I had to do. And I, it's been tweaked over the years, right? Of her getting better, her finding herself and really developing into a more um, emotionally, mentally stable person, you know, and I say all of this with love. Okay. We all go through this. So there's no like condemnation or judgment here but I had to set some emotional boundaries with her because there were times that her and I would have an argument or something would happen or she would say something and let me tell you what I allowed it to destroy me emotionally okay destroy me and not only did I have to set time boundaries with her but I had to set emotional boundaries with her 
I had to set some physical boundaries as far as like how much time we spent together. You know, I had to set a lot of different boundaries in that relationship. Okay. And because of that, I couldn't make her change. I couldn't make her work through the things that she needed to work through at that time. But I could set myself up for not being one hurt, not having guilt and beating myself up inside, wondering what I did wrong or how I messed it up or if I was a good sister or basically like the worst case scenario, I would destroy myself emotionally and mentally. And that was something that ended up being so good is setting those boundaries. Now, what's happened is over the past, you know, I would say especially over the past two to three years, she has come through so much and she has been working on herself she's been working on her physical health her mental health her spiritual health um her emotional health all the things she's been working on all these things right so now because of that her and i have been able to experience a better relationship and i've been i've been able to adjust those boundaries and allow her more into my life as far as like the physical and time boundaries i've been able to allow more of that Okay, so depending on where that person is, whether it's somebody close to you in your family, or maybe again, maybe it's as simple as like having the intentional mindset of somebody at work saying something and you being triggered emotionally and reacting in a way that's just not healthy for you. Most of the time, it doesn't affect that person as much as it affects you. Every situation is slightly different with this, but I hope that you walk away from this episode, asking yourself some hard questions and really sitting down and evaluating what kind of boundaries do you need to implement in your life right now that's going to help you become more purposeful, take back some of your time, okay? And some some people, it's going to be taking back a lot of your time and also setting yourself up so that you have some type of accountability and that you're setting boundaries for yourself along with setting boundaries for other people, but really setting boundaries for yourself. That is usually the one that you don't hear about, I feel like. Whenever I think of boundaries, what immediately comes to mind is boundaries with other people. Like, oh, don't let that negative person in your life. Okay, yeah, sure. But what are the boundaries for yourself? Explore that. Love for you to evaluate that. And if you need a little guidance, check out Google. I'm telling you, it'll give you some great examples. And I'm sure not all of them are right or accurate, but some of them do make sense more than others. And it really kind of helped me process all of the things in my mind as well. I truly hope you got something out of today's episode. If you have a moment and enjoyed this show, I would be so grateful if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget, get out there today, live on purpose, embrace those beautiful ships in this life as you run towards your dreams and desires. And until next time, mama, bye.